Hello and welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. We talk with hairstylists from all different backgrounds, hearing their experiences and perspectives about career-defining topics important to rising and transforming hairdressers. I'm your host, Robert Hughes, and this is my guest, Laurent Chauvet. Laurent, will you introduce yourself for us, please? Yes, hi. I'm, as Robert said, I'm Laurent Chauvet. Um, I've been in hairdressing now for almost 27 years. I live in DC. I work at a salon called Salon Elo. We're located in Georgetown. And uh, I don't know, it's, you know, it's been an interesting journey with this business. Today, we're talking about uh, hiring, interviewing, and uh, transitioning onto the floor uh, as a rising stylist. Um, Laurent, how long, um, actually, why don't you just tell us uh, how you, first of all, how you got your, your, your salon job, your first salon job when you were just in school or out of school? Well, I got lucky. I got real lucky. Um, I just graduated Sessions and come back to DC. It was, uh, I got my license and actually I'd just come, I'd gone to Paris for a little training there and came back. And I was working at my parents' restaurant on New Year's Eve and my bosses had come in for New Year's Eve dinner. And a couple of their clients were friends of my family. And I told them what I was gonna, what I was doing. And they had told this, the owners about me. So they happened to show up at my restaurant on New Year's Eve after uh, I got back from my education. And they picked me out of the crowd. It wasn't very hard. Um, looked like a three musketeer. I mean, at the time I was going through my pirate phase. And we started talking and they, they invited me to come and chat with them in their shop. So a couple of days later, I went in, we talked. They gave me um, an opportunity to do a few haircuts and just to see if I was at the level that they wanted. So I got my, my models together, showed up. They liked what they saw and they offered me a job. So you they know, uh, they walk, sorry, you they walk into your restaurant. So when you say restaurant, everybody who doesn't know Laurent, he grew up in Adams Morgan, Washington, D.C., uh, on top of a restaurant. His parents ran a French restaurant. How long did they run it for? About 40 years. Four years, they got a little uh, commemorative plaque or, or like uh, we actually have a day, right? We actually have a, a La Porchette day. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, so Ryan grows up, growing up in this restaurant, goes uh, to Valsassoon in Santa Monica, comes back, and yep. that's when the owners came in and they saw you. Well, they yeah, I was going to Paris to train for a little bit. Then they came okay. back holidays. They ran into okay. me at the salon or at the restaurant. And said I should come by and audition. Okay. And so I okay. came so by. they heard about you. They came by. They yep. had you come in and audition. All right. Now start from there. Tell us about that. Like, what did they want to see? How many models did you end up doing, et cetera? I ended up doing just two models because I was just apprentice. I was just auditioning for the stylist position. Okay. Uh, colorist wasn't my thing. More into cutting and styling. And so they, they wanted me to bring in two models something mid-length and something short to see what I could do. So I brought in my two ladies. They were very happy. So they offered me the job. Nice. And were these friends of yours that you cut their hair, the models? Uh, one, well, one was uh, the vice principal of my grade school who I ran into. Okay. And another one was a friend of mine. Okay. So you did, uh, so you like did a little bit of that old school, go out and talk to people thing. Yeah. It was kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's what we do for a living. So you got to just kind of go out there. Um, totally. I didn't want to bring in a couple of young friends who had already, you know, I was already cutting and I just wanted to do something different. 
Yeah. So that's cool. Okay. So, uh, you get on the, you get the job and you start off as an assistant, uh, apprentice, uh, stylist. What, how I did you start as off? an uh, apprentice assistant, pretty okay. much Jack of all trades. Um, okay. It's one thing I wish I would have asked some more questions about the job. I was so happy to get a job. I didn't ask too many questions. So I was pretty much to do the, you know, the guy Friday, anything that needed to be done. You know, I would go make bank runs. I would shampoo hair. I would blow dry hair. Uh, I would hold foils. I would give people lunches. There was no job that I thought I could, I shouldn't do. I did everything that they asked. The only thing is I didn't get the education uh, structure that I probably should have. Okay. All right. So did you have a conversation with them about education uh, during the application process? No. And that was one of the big mistakes I made. You know, I just figured I would go in and they would educate me. So it's something I will say to up and comings, you know, if you're coming out of school is to ask your future bosses what their procedure is for education. Okay. It doesn't have be a formal, you know, for me, I, I wouldn't have cared if it was every two, you know, twice a week for six months. I was happy with just something. Yeah. Some kind of structure. Right. And I didn't quite get that. Okay. All right. So that's good. I think uh, you're not alone on that. Um, and I think that's really good advice to uh, ask for details. Um, let's see. Um, so tell us about how much training did you like? What was the training like? Did they have classes? Were you mostly shadowing? Uh, Did they send you away for classes? The combination, frequency, uh, even though you didn't, you say there, it sounds like you're saying there wasn't a lot of structure, but give us an idea of what exactly it was. So there was no classes. Um, It was more me just shadowing people. Uh, And I, but I came into a a salon that was extremely busy and, and big. I mean, at the time, there was uh, like 15, 11 stylists and four colorists. Um, so I was running around all over the place. I did have one guy, a guy named Kent, who took me under his wing in the beginning. Uh, you know, would explain things to me, you know, talk to me. While he was doing hair, he and I would have conversations about what he was doing. As long as, he, you know, more during the blow dry because he was engaging with his clients. But it wasn't a it wasn't an atmosphere in our shop where education was paramount, and okay. we were so busy that no one really wanted to stay after. Uh, the bosses yeah. didn't seem you know at the time all they cared about was it's in we're busy let's go. I got lucky. Um, I I do learn a lot by watching. So and everybody was really cool with me standing next to them, and you know if I had a question I would ask they'd answer it. But I I felt I really should have. I mean, I didn't know I was young. I was you know twenty yeah. years old. Right. I really should have learned that it's okay to to ask those questions before you get started, or to mm, actually that's so good. Not demand, but request education. Yeah, and don't be uh, don't be like discouraged if uh, the hairdresser is running behind, has a bad day, and they give you attitude. Keep asking questions. Absolutely. Or and talk to them after work. Like, okay. Ask, try to build a relationship. Cause Kent and I, we That's had a relationship. Um, he was an older gentleman, but I would ask him questions and, you know, after work, he had no problems answering them. 
And that's where we, our friendship started to begin. Okay. And the sad part was he ended up passing away when I was just getting started. So I didn't get as much out of him as I could have, but he's one of the ones that lit me, lit my fire a little bit and had me going. Okay. Um, and it's, it's something that we forget a lot in this business, it, you know, is asking those questions for the older stylists. Absolutely. I mean, I did my best when I graduated to help the other ones because I didn't want people to have to go through it, what I did. Yeah. But I did get to learn every aspect of the job. Since I had to do everything, I know how to shampoo extremely well. Right. All the blow dries. I talk to clients. I cover the front desk. I had to learn the front desk, all that work. You know, so it, it's good to learn everything. Don't just go and say, I'm just going to stay behind this guy and that's it. Learn every so, bit of your business. Yeah. That's how you understand the business. Well, I, I was actually going to say, if you, uh, if you, you choose to be a prima donna and you want to only, you know, do one thing, I mean, that's your prerogative. But uh, if you ever want to do more than that, then you're going to be so far behind and because you're going to have to learn all that stuff later in life. You know, when you're younger and you're in the training space, space, you're, your mind is used to learning and gaining new information. So it's still malleable. It can still take in information. Once things start to solidify, it's even harder to go back and learn something later in life. There's studies on that. So it's like, why not put yourself in a position to learn everything, you know, the front of the house, the back of the house and your craft. Oh yeah. And even inside your craft, learning more. I mean, Amen. again, I made yeah. the mistakes of, I wasn't comfortable putting hair up. And they never asked me to, they never showed me. So I, I, and I never asked to be shown. And that was one of my biggest mistakes because mm -hmm. even now I have to find, I'm finding myself struggling to do some of this newer stuff. And it's not that right. I, I can't, I'm just out of practice. I just don't have right. the muscle memory. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And there's something a lot of young people don't understand when they get into business. It's easy to ask questions when you're 20, right? When you're 40, yeah, it is. It is. You, Everybody you wants to tell you what to, how to do things. <laughs> yeah, But when you're 40, you don't want to be that guy going, well, I don't want to, I should already know this because you totally, you, you, you should. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. You're, you put yourself in that, in an awkward position, even yeah. though everybody's cool with it mentally, it, it, it feels weird. Yeah. Um, I got, so tell us about the, um, how long did you, were you an apprentice assistant for? So I apprenticed, uh, roughly nine to 10 months. Okay. So you got it in on their year. You got to move on yeah. to the floor. I, I mean, I was, my blow drying was on par. I mean, I was, you know, that was the big thing at the shop and we had a few stylists who liked to overbook and didn't like to do blow dry. So I got real good at it <laughs> and real fast. <laughs> nice. And, you know, I got lucky. The holidays came along and they needed me on the floor and I was confident enough to do it. And that's how I got started. Nice. Um, and I will say, nice. one thing, Go. if you're a young stylist, <laughs> the one thing you're going to want to do is the kids. When you're an yeah. apprentice, you're an apprentice. Nobody wants to do children. Do the kids. Yeah. Because five years down the road, they're teenagers. They're the ones you're going to get to do all the cool shit on. That's so good. Everybody hear that? Don't turn away kids. They're not like, it might, they might be a pain. They might squirm a little. First of all, one thing you didn't even say is if you can do a dope haircut on a kid that moves a lot, imagine if you get them to stay still. And then to your point, 
later on, as time goes on, you got to have the long view because then they're going to be super loyal to you. Dude, I've got a, I've got a young girl that, well, young girl now, she's 27. I started cutting her hair when she was five. Oh, wow. And she only, she only comes to me and she's young and fun. And when she comes in, I I always take pictures and that's who you want to have. Okay. It's a, you know, two, three year olds a pain in the butt, but it's no different than some of these adults on their phones. I'd rather sometimes do a kid than a negative Nancy. So uh, how did, did you experience any different treatment uh, when you went from assistant to stylist? Uh, was it a pretty smooth transition or was there uh, some growing pains there? There's always growing pains. Okay. Um, one was sty- with your clients, first of all, because they see you as an apprentice. All you're yeah. doing is sweeping floors and blow drying hair. And now you're be- now they're going to sit in your chair. So they're a little apprehensive. Even if they like you, they, they know you're new. Yeah. Um, then you also have, I mean, you do have stylists who are going to throw you shade because they're maybe only three or four years ahead of you and they're a little nervous that you might be taking some of their funder and some of their clients or whatever. So you will get that. I mean, I, I have a unique situation. I've been at the same salon for 27 years. Oh, wow. That's crazy. So it's unheard of in our business. Yeah. Um, the bonus to the good side of that is I, you know, I have an, I know everybody that comes in that shop. I know them all. And so everybody's comfortable with me. The downside, we didn't switch a lot of stylists. So I didn't, I saw the same people all the time. Um, if you were going to shop where maybe you rotate four or five stylists out all the time, you get to see new ideas and new, con- new ways of addressing hair. Interesting. Yeah. So I used to do a lot of class, a lot of shows just to see something different. Okay. But, and well, yeah, how did you get on the show though? I mean, was that through the salon or was that through something else? Well, sometimes if I, when I was working, doing some work for L'Oreal and they reached out to the salon and asked if we had anybody that was interested. Okay. And I will say this to all you up and coming uh, apprentices. If you can get onto any kind of work like that, um, maybe your salon does not affiliate it with a big company. You can reach out to L'Oreal. You can reach out to Wella and those little companies and go and do, you know, you can even do fashion week. If you reach out to hairstylists, they're always looking for assistance. That's how you're going to learn. You're going to learn so much more doing one week in fashion week than you will trying to do wedding season at the salon. Totally. Well, if anybody uh, has any questions about how to go that route with the photo shoot or fashion show, you just can uh, hit up Laurent. And he'll, uh, he'll like give you a little pointers, point you in the right direction, maybe give you some ideas. You can also reach out to me and I can uh, introduce you to Laurent. Um, I want, before we wrap up here, uh, I wanted to get, um, oh, I got a question on here I didn't ask. What are, were you scared of anything when you for, went out onto the floor? What was your biggest fear? I like this question. Um, <laughs> I know mine is. <laughs> I mean, there's always a couple. There's always a couple. I mean, you know, you're always scared of cutting somebody. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Number one is clicking somebody's ear. You know, okay, that's a big one. Um, uh, I don't know. 
I, I mean, I'm not too afraid of this, but I know people are, is inappropriate conversations. Okay. <laughs> you, all you right. You got to be careful what you say, because you and your client are cool, but the people right. next to you, not so much. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, for me was taking my biggest fear, I think, for cutting specifically was cutting long curly hair short. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Because... <laughs> It, when it's down to here, it's one thing. When it's here, yeah, it's completely different. <laughs> and curly hair is is difficult enough as it is, right? But if you're with that big transition, you know, you take ten inches off, it's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, it's more like twenty, <laughs> <laughs> and it's not the shape you cut, right? Um, all right, what is one piece of advice for the rising stylist who is already working at a salon as an apprentice? getting ready to transition onto the floor. So they've already got a job. They're thinking about uh, they're, they're in an apprenticeship program and uh, they're looking at transitioning. Do you have any words of advice for that to be successful? Be confident in yourself. You've gotten this far, but believe that you're going to keep growing and it's okay to have a hiccup or two, but make sure you have a, gr- a strong support system in your shop. Don't be afraid nice to talk to the senior level or your bosses, that's what's going to make you more comfortable on the floor. And if there's an issue, you're friends with them, you can go, you can ask, and it gets sorted. That's good. Good. Find find your go-to and your support system within your salon. That's good. And if you can't find one of those, what do you recommend? Maybe should they find somewhere else to work or... Is there anything else? Uh, What if they're just not vibing with anybody, but uh, they don't necessarily get... You know, some people can be loners. You can be by yourself in a crowded salon and do fine. Yeah. Um, as long as, I mean, it depends on how much self-confidence you have. Yeah. And if you need help, reach out to the community. Okay. That's good. It doesn't have to be in your shop. You can right. reach out to Robert. You can reach out to me. I've, I mean, I've always had an open door policy when it comes to young stylists or even old stylists, stylists in general. If people want to reach out and chat and talk, I got no problems. And there's nothing I've done that I keep a secret there you in go. our business. I'm, I've been through it all. I've had my issues. I've had ups and downs and done a lot of stupid stuff. And a lot of great things have come out of it. Nice. So, All right. Well, you heard it here first. Uh, if you, uh, one of the things that you should really consider is getting, finding somebody to be your support system within your salon, preferably. And if you can't, if you don't have anybody like that, uh, you should still have somebody for support. And that means perhaps reaching out to somebody. You can start off by reaching out to Laurent. He's more than happy to, uh, let you you know shoot the shit with you so to speak and uh bounce ideas around i'm also willing so you can hit me up um i like that that's awesome thanks for the for volunteering um let me know if if your dm blows up that's not a problem um all right so after every at the end of every interview i like to wrap up with a laugh by asking you to share your most embarrassing moment behind the chair with a client in the salon there's there's a couple um (laughs) there's a couple I just don't know how appropriate some of them are. <laughs> I mean, that, I have to, uh, I have to check a box when I put these up that it has explicit language in it. So it's not so much explicit. I guess I was doing the hair of a, a woman of advanced age. Okay. And I was younger, and uh, I was wearing very loose fitting clothes, 
And it, okay. it was one of my non-underwear days. <laughs> and I was on her side, cutting the side, and her elbow goes out and up and off the arm. On purpose? And, yes. And I didn't know oh what my to gosh. do. I didn't know what to, like, do I pull back or do I not? And so I'm sitting there. But then, you know, I'm 20-something years old. I, you know, she wasn't bad looking. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> well, that was awesome. Thanks for sharing. And uh, thanks again for contributing to this uh, talk. I think a lot of people get a, a lot of value out of this conversa these conversations. And um, I look forward to having you, on, having you back on the show. Hey, anytime, Robert. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. All right. Thank, thank you so much. I'll take, see you later. All right. Ciao.